You're now listening to episode eight of Go Now With MB. What's going on, you guys? And welcome back to Go Now With MB. I want to thank you guys for always rocking with me and just coming back to listen to me because I really don't expect anybody to listen to me. So the fact that you guys actually do and take the time out of your day to listen to one of my podcasts, it just means a lot. Or listen to one of my episodes, it means a lot. So you guys are truly appreciated. Now, I know you guys haven't heard from me since the 30th or the 31st. I think it's the 30th. I think there were 30 days last month. I could be wrong. I don't know. I like, I, I don't know what the days are anymore. Everything kind of just seems very mushed together, you know. Um, so I'm unaware if we had 30 or 31 days last month. But that was the last time you guys actually did hear from me. And it was because I had finals this previous week. And I just knew that I wasn't going to have the mental capacity to actually get through everything that I needed to get through. It was just so much on me. And, you know, I just, I just could not, I just, I just couldn't. It was just, I feel like term two was very much, you're either going to be a nurse or you're not. (laughs) And it's only getting harder and harder. I feel like term one finals were a little bit easier and... I don't know. Like, there was just a lot of lenience with my instructor. And this term, you guys already know how I felt about my proctor. And it it kind of made me upset how I worked so hard on this paper and he didn't even get to grade it himself because I definitely would have gotten a 100. I got a 90 on it, but still... I wanted all my points because he he's in the reserves and right now I guess the government are they're trying to train all the people that are in the reserves right now. I don't know what's going on, but he is in the reserves, so uh he got called out to duty. Um and yeah, he didn't get to grade my paper and our director. I had to read my paper in front of the director and she gave me a 90. Well, she gave the whole class a 90. She wasn't even listening to any of us actually reading our papers. She was doing her own thing. But yeah, it it, it was kind of annoying because I'm just I'm that person where if I'm putting my time and effort into something, I would like the appropriate grade, not something that you just put up there because you felt like it was appropriate. Like, I just want all of my points. So that was a little disappointing. Um, I passed, if you guys know what a HESI exam is, I passed my HESI exam with a 90. <clears throat> I was celebrating on Instagram, if you guys follow me on Instagram. So that was cool. And then what else did I pass? Um, well, all of my uh, other tests that we took throughout the term, those those were all passed with 100s, but... <gasps> Excuse me. It's been a long day. <laughs> it's been a long day. It's been a long day. I I found out that I actually passed my HESI exam this morning. I actually went 
to the campus and took it this morning and then got my grades this morning. So it's been a long week. I have not slept all week. I've just been, it just kind of seems like, like I said, that's why I didn't know, like, or I still don't know (laughs) whether or not we had 30 days or 31 days last month because it's just been very hectic. And within this week in its own, I truly just, I was just preparing myself not to pass this term. Like, I I don't know why, but I was just like, you're just, you're not going to pass. You know, if you don't pass, or I wasn't saying I wasn't going to pass, but I was saying, if you don't pass, it's okay. Like, we'll bounce back even stronger. It's fine. Take this L if you need to take this L. Like, I was just really preparing myself, like, mentally preparing myself because if I don't mentally prepare myself for the worst then I'm just so bummed out when it actually comes true but when it actually is the complete opposite then I'm just overjoyed so that's that's pretty much what you guys are hearing in my voice at this moment because yeah like I said I was I was scared like I was so scared I when I was done with my test and I saw my score I didn't say anything I just got up and I left like I (laughs) I I have had I just felt like that this was truly the week from hell and it was just because this week was going to make or break my nursing career I'm I since I've been in college, I've, I'm just used to having a 4.0 GPA, okay? I'm not used to anything under that. So when I took an exam and I didn't do so good on that exam, it brought my GPA down and I was upset about it. And I was just like, I have to bounce back. So I, I made sure that I aced every test after that and it's not it's not my 4.0 but it's you know it's it's getting back there it's getting back there i'm just priding myself on or attempting to pride myself on the fact that i'm actually trying and i'm actually um just putting myself in the best situation possible instead of you know procrastinating or uh saying okay well even if you don't pass, it's okay. Like I just, in my eyes, because when I actually start applying for jobs, they're going to look at my GPA, you know, they want to see how I did, you know, through, because I'm doing a, a, a speed up course, they're really going to look and see like, okay, well, how were you doing all these terms? You know, did you pass every test? They're going to be looking at that. Oh, were you, you know, ahead of your class or were you just in the fair medium? Like, I just feel like being in the best position possible will give me the best chance, you know, along with prayer. So I've just been really having my head down and just doing what I need to do to actually get to where I need to be. I don't feel like this is something that I can play with at this point because like I said, it is just getting harder and harder. It's it's not 
getting easier because this is someone's, I mean, this will be someone's life that I will have in my hands. And we will, um, next term, um, we begin injections and we begin insulin. So if you know anything about diabetes, insulin is very, very crucial. Like you have to know what you're doing. You have to know calculations. You have to know a lot of stuff. And I can't play with that at this point. <laughs> In the beginning, when my teacher was like showing us, I'm like, oh, that's easy. But then she was like, no, like, you really have to calculate it based off of their glucose level and, you know, all of that. So I'm just like, oh, okay, so I really do have to actually learn, you know, calculations. And a lot of it is basic addition, but still, it it comes with a lot because sometimes you do have to multiply and you have to do it like on top of your head. It can't be something where you pull out a calculator if the doctor is asking you like, okay, well, what is this and this and this? Like, I see that even when I go to the dentist office, because um, if you don't know, I have braces. So they actually do math when they're seeing like what type of wire should be in my mouth. Like I did, I used to talk mess about people that would be math majors <laughs> And it's because I'm just like, when are you ever going to use that? But it's like for for things like this, you really do use it. And I just I never thought that I would truly use math to give medicine. I just thought the doctor tells you what you need and then you go get it. So, yeah. It's it's not like that. It's not like that at all. It's very different. It's very, it, it just, it tests. It just, it really tests you. And the nurses test you and your instructor is testing you. And I haven't been in front of a doctor yet, but I'm getting ready to go to a hospital. That's where my next clinical site is at. Because I've been at acute care centers and there I actually do give out medication but um, it's it's never like anything that I have to do math for. But I know like as soon as I step foot into that hospital, it's going to be on go like all day. So I, like along with just getting my mental prepared for finals, I was also getting my head prepared for um, clinicals because even though I do kind of have like a three week break. Um, in between going back to the hospital, I know that within that three-week break, that's, on, that's only one month off of, because each term is three months. So that's only one month off of the next two months that I actually have to continue to study for the next HESI and continue to study for the next um, final. So yeah, I, like... It I'm glad that I did the speed up the sped up program, but it's it also takes a lot of mental strength to do what I do as well. Like I was oh my god, and I hope none of you guys are eating right now. So if you are eating, pause me and come back. <laughs> <laughs> or speeding me up. But I was at this at this clinical site 
because I had to make up some hours. And let's just say, not let's just say, I'm just going to say, they gave one of my patients, and I, I truly like this patient simply because I like the patients that have a lot going on because I don't like to be bored at work, right? So I always go for the people that have like a thousand um, medications that I have to give them and they have this going on and that going on and I have to help them with transfers and all of that. Like, And I, I know for a fact that they're needy. So they're going to be calling me on that call button. So I picked that patient at this certain clinical site that I was at this past month, Tuesday. And they gave him a laxative and I, he's, he's, it's weird because he can walk, but he has something going on like within his body. The reason why I'm not saying much because of HIPAA, but he has something going on within his body that just um, doesn't allow his body to work properly. Okay. And I was basically... (laughs) He told me that he had to use the restroom, but he's he's twice my size. It's not that I can't um, lift him, but I just didn't want to drop him. So I asked the CNA to help me. So once he gets in there, the patient stands up and, oh my God, the, the, there's mess all over his seat. It's dripping on the floor. Uh, it was just so bad. It was so bad and I I didn't know what was going on because I had turned around to do something and all I heard was a CNA and he was like oh man and I I know he felt bad like when he said it because he was like oh no it's okay it's okay but in my head I was I wanted to go I wanted to leave so bad Uh, I wanted to leave so bad, but I did not want to make that patient feel even worse than he had already felt in that moment. So I was just like comforting him. I'm like, it's fine. (laughs) It happens to everybody. (laughs) And, you know, we transferred him to his portable porta potty. And um, I opened the door a little bit, but it's, it's a house. So they have neighbors, of course, so I couldn't open it all the way. So it was just, and the fan was on, and there was just a smell. And so it takes a lot to be a nurse, okay? Basically. And CNAs, CNAs do not get paid what they are worth, okay? Because when I say, oh my God, and I'm, I'm literally gagging. I'm li- like, <laughs> I'm still gagging on what what that day looked like but he the cna he did his job he just he cleaned up everything he did what he came in there to do and left and i was just still kind of standing there like trying to comfort the patient like i let him do his thing but I like I left for a while then I came back just to check on him and I was like, you know, every every 10 minutes. But like it was still well, it was more like every five minutes, but it was still just like I just felt like, wow, if I truly didn't want this, this would have been my breaking factor. Like this would have been the moment where I was just like, yeah, I'm not I'm dropping out of school 
because I don't want to deal with this. Like, I'm, I, of course, I'm not going for my CNA, but like I said, this is why I say CNAs are just not getting paid what they're worth. Like, I've seen lazy CNAs that just run from patients, you know? And then I've seen superhero CNAs, the one that I I was working with this past week. So it it it's a lot to deal with at times and I'm thankful that I have a partner that is very supportive and encourages me and you know makes me study even when I don't want to and just holds me accountable when he really doesn't have to do that. So it's just nice like if you are someone that is going for your uh your nursing degree please do not have a partner or pursue a partner that acts like they're okay with your nursing program and then later on down the line they start stressing you out because now you don't have time to hang out with them or now you don't have time for this or time for that like nursing becomes your life and the person that you're with has to understand that because if they don't, then they're just going to stress you out. And then you're going to be like, well, is my degree worth my relationship? You know, and then you're not going to get anywhere now for one, that's manipulation. Okay. And they, they sound a bit narcissistic. So yeah. But anyway, I just personally could not deal with somebody that wasn't supportive of what I had going on. I'm I don't like stress around me. I don't like bad energy around me. I just I can't do that. Like I've dealt with that through friends. I've dealt with that through relationships and I'm just even family members and I'm just not that's just not what I am doing. Like I'm just going above and beyond that. And it's funny because these girls that, um, there are these two girls that are in my program with me and they're, they're, they're amazing. (laughs) And they, we were all talking about each other one day and we were talking about our personalities because we're just so different. They, it's funny because they remind me of my best friend um that's in Georgia they remind me of her but it's like her split personality like one has one side of her personality and the other one has another side of her personality so they were talking about me and they were just like I I just feel like you truly just don't care and you're just so laid back and even if somebody were to try to make you mad you would just sit there and look at them and I'm like you were absolutely right like I just I just don't care about drama. Like, that's just not what I want to surround my day around. So uh, when people actually do try to make me upset, I really do just sit there and look at them because it's just like, what am I coming out of character for you for? You're nobody to me. You know, you're not going to make or break what I do in my life. Because at the end of the day, when you give somebody that much power, they they're able to keep that power because they got it out of you. So I would just rather not give anybody that much power over me. And 
just stick to what I know. And like I said, keep my head down, do what I came to do and go about my business. So, you know, anyways, I digress. You just don't, don't allow somebody that isn't your forever to make a forever choice for you because you know, you're just going to get into this cycle of choosing others over yourself. Like if you do it one time, you'll do it another time until you get tired. Like I I was telling somebody this the other day. Um, I don't know if you guys listen to Sarah Jakes, but she was basically saying how, you know, it's not okay to get out of a situation until you're sick and tired. The moment that you become sick and tired is the moment that you know it's time to break free from that situation. She didn't say it in those words, but that's basically the gist of what she was saying. You can't leave a situation until you're completely ready to leave that situation. So it's kind of tricky because it's like, with certain situations, I mean, with certain relationships, you just feel like you have an obligation to that person. But let me tell you, until you have a ring on your finger, you don't have an obligation to anybody. And I had to have that conversation conversation with my current, um, that sounds a little harsh not my current boyfriend, but with my boyfriend, I had to have a conversation with my boyfriend and not because he doesn't support me. Like I said, he, he's very supportive and he, um, actually he, I feel like sometimes he's more invested into my career than I am. And I think it's because I'm just very nonchalant, like with a lot of stuff and, Within this term, I just had to learn that I can't be like that. But yeah, we just, we had a long conversation. It was a great conversation. Like, it's nice to know like what your your partner's intentions are. And it's nice to know what um, your person expects from you and what your person uh, wants to see of you in the next, you know, year to three years to five years. Like, it's nice to know those things because if you if you're not trying to go where I'm trying to go or if we can't meet in the fair uh, middle, like I don't know if this is going to no, it's not I don't know. I know that it's not going to work. So just checking in with your partner, like I always tell them, like, listen, no hard feelings, but if it becomes too much, please just let me know because then I will suppress from um, actually speaking how I feel about clinicals because it can be a lot. Like I didn't realize how draining clinicals could be, could be until one day he was here when I got home and it's not that I wasn't happy to see him. And I've already told him this story and we laughed about it, but It's not that I wasn't happy to see him, but he met me at my door (laughs) and I'm not used to anybody actually meeting me at my door. I'm used to just being able to um, 
calm my nerves and come back down from the hype that I've been in all day of having to tend to people and having people pull on me and ha- like, yeah, it just, it was just a lot that day because I had a, a dementia patient and I just felt so bad because she was having a bad day and it she, her attitude wasn't bad, but she was just sad and she, she just, she doesn't know how to control her feelings anymore and she was just up and down and like I said, it was just a lot that day. So um, between having, I mean, well, yeah, between having to feed her and having to put her up and down when she needed help standing up and all of that, by the time I got home, I was kind of just drained and I didn't really want anybody <laughs> touching me. So when he met me at my car door, I was like, Ugh. and he opened the door. And so it kind of just, it threw me off because I didn't have that time to decompress. And I didn't have, like, I I left some stuff in my car that wasn't supposed to be in my car. So my car was dirty the next morning I got in my car. And I brought my medical shoes inside, which is a mistake I never do because those hospital floors are so nasty. Like, I don't care how many times a janitor or housekeeping, I'll say. I don't care how many times housekeeping comes around and mops that floor. It is still disgusting, okay? If you can walk on a tile floor or any type of slippery floor and your feet are sticking, that means that there's some type of bodily fluid that's on the bottom of your shoe when it comes to being in the hospital. So, yeah. I just, I brought my shoes inside and I I just stood there and I looked at him and I just remember being so irritated because he was just so happy to see me. And it's not, like I said, it's not that I wasn't happy to see him, but I wasn't happy to see him in that moment. I, I looked down and I realized that I brought my shoes inside and I instantly told him, I just need... I, I just need 10 minutes. I don't want to be touched. I, I can't talk to you right now. I just brought my medical shoes inside. And if you know, then you know that I'm a germaphobe. So I don't like dirty stuff. Okay. So I had to take my shoes back outside with my hands. I don't like touching my shoes with my hands. I didn't want to put them back on my feet. Okay because my feet were swollen and I was over the day. So I I picked them up, put them in my garage, came back inside. I put my, I don't know what I did with my dog. He was out of my face though. That's all I do know. I don't know if I put him outside or I think he was outside because my mom's dog was over here at the time. So they were both outside. And I came upstairs, I took a shower Still didn't want to talk because I was mad about the shoe thing. And I had to apologize to him because I know what type of energy that I brought in that moment. And I felt so bad. But at the same time, I was just like, I was fighting with myself because he just threw me off of my routine. And I'm just, I'm just, I'm such a routine person I am such a routine person. And I was telling my mom this and I was telling her, I'm like, I don't know if I want kids. 
Like, I, I really had that thought in my head, like, do you want kids after dealing with what you just dealt with at that hospital of having to feed and clean and and um, giving medication and having somebody pull on you all day and, you know, coming home from work and then you got to do it all over again with your own kid. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I don't know, but I I I think I think right now I'm saying I think I'll be okay with it because it's it's your kid, you know. You never know how you're going to be with your own kid. But I still, you know, in the back of my head, I'm just like I low key want to be that rich auntie that just that travels and sends her nieces and nephews stuff, you know? I kind of want to be that auntie. And I have a partner that supports that, you know? But I I just, I, I personally just for myself, I want to see like what type of person I can create. So I'll probably have kids. I'll probably have kids, but I don't know yet. Um... I just feel like this 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 episode was kind of all over the place. This was like a it's been a minute so let's talk. I actually I think I'm going to name it that. It's been a minute so let's talk. It's very much been that. I I just needed to talk because this was probably one of the terms where I felt most like a nurse. Like, I knew that with certain things, I was just confident. Like, even going into my, um, my, physical, um, my physical finals, like where I had to do um, catheter insertions and I had to do G-tube and I had to clean out a trach. Like, when I was doing stuff like that, I knew exactly what I was doing. Oh, and I had to do a colostomy bag as well. I knew exactly what I was doing. And um, yeah, it like I know my instructor probably feels like I don't pay attention or I don't listen to her. But the thing is, it's not that I don't. It's just like I, I'm so hands-on. And when I see a pattern from her, I I just, I back off. <clears throat> I back off and I learn it from somebody else. Because I'm just, I feel, I, I was made to feel like other people were being put ahead of me when it was my turn. So I kind of just backed off. And whenever she was teaching something... I would watch every every single thing that she was doing and then I would walk out of the room once she was done. It, I mean, it would only be like me and a few other students because the other students would be with their patients. But like when I knew that she was going to be teaching something new and she didn't really want like certain students to know, uh, know what she was teaching, I would purposely go out of my way to learn every single thing that she was teaching just in case she wanted to wanted to test me on it and that's exactly what she did she was so shocked when I actually knew what she was talking about what meds that she was asking me about 
what they did, what class they were in. Like, I knew all of that. And she kind of just looked at me like, oh, so you do pay attention. Yes, I do pay attention. I know exactly what I'm talking about, but I'm not going to let you know that because you underestimate me. One person that, you know, I don't talk to anymore always told me when it comes to your jobs, play politics. Don't ever let people know, you know, it's basically like what he was saying was play poker at the end of the day. Have have an amazing poker face because when it comes down to it, people are going to try to test you. They're going to try to make you bluff. And if you allow them to, if you, and not necessarily actually allowing them to, but like, if you don't know what you're doing, then they will call your bluff. They will actually see that you are just BSing and you're not actually um, knowledgeable about the things that you're passionate about. I wouldn't say I'm passionate about this, but I would say like, well, at this moment, I wouldn't say I'm passionate about this, but I will say I'm getting close to being passionate about it. Like it's something that if I took it out of my routine today, I would miss it. I think that's where I'm at. But I, it takes a lot for me to be passionate about something like this would have to have, would have had to have been something that I thought about every single day of my life for me to be passionate about it. I do have things that are like that. And um, I am actually working towards those things. <clears throat> so there is that. But yes, playing politics has been the best thing that I could have done in medical school. Like I may complain to my boyfriend and I may complain to uh, family members, but at the end of the day, They like they I think it makes them mad because of how good I am (laughs) at what I do. And I always prove them wrong. I don't know if they look at that as like, okay, or if they look at that as like, "Mm." I feel like they kind of look at it as a, but I don't know. I guess I'll see once I graduate. But that's all I have to say. I hope you guys are having an amazing day. I don't know when I'm going to put this out. Today is the 24th, I believe. Let me see. Today is the 24th. Yes, today is the 24th. So, I mean, you guys can hear it tomorrow. Tomorrow's Friday, you know. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure you guys won't mind actually hearing this on a Friday. But... Like I said, I hope you guys are having an amazing day and you guys have a great weekend. Um, Have a very safe, please have a very safe 4th of July. And I will talk to you guys soon.